0: Hello Food Chain, this is Sharon Chitton and I'm a food tech junkie and innovation nerd who loves a good story. This podcast combines all of my favorite vices into a weekly deep dive about the problems our food system faces and the visionary people working on solutions. Today we chat with Guillaume Dulas from Insect, pioneer company producing ingredients from insects. He's also an author and co-founder and president of the association Fishermen Around the World. All in all, he has dedicated his last 10 years to innovative, healthy, and sustainable ingredients and to reinvent the food chain. Super excited to have him here. So here we go.
1: Hi, Guillaume. How are you?
2: I'm very good. Thanks. And you?
1: I am well. I'm very excited about this conversation. You guys have been uh, pioneers, so I'm sure our listeners are going to love this podcast. Can you tell us a little bit about the company you work for, uh, yourself and your role at the company?
2: Sure, sure. Um, so basically I work for Insect. Um, what we do in a few words is we breed insects, um, a small meworm, colossal um, called also a beetle, and we transform those insects into sustainable and premium ingredients for animal feed. For human food as well and also for plant and soil uh, fertilization.
1: And how did you end up doing this?
2: Well actually it's, it's, um, it's a quite funny story. Um, so I did agronomy studies, so mm-hmm. agriculture sciences and just right at the end of my studies I, did, I set up an association called Fishermen around the world. and I've been traveling around the world on a sailboat with a friend to study uh, traditional fishing around the world. And one day I ended up in in a very small village called Mbita in Kenya, uh, and I met someone from a center called International Center for Insect Physiology and Ecology. And one guy there showed me how we could use insects to fertilize the soil, and also to feed um, the fish there, from, uh, usable for the fish farmers. Mm-hmm. And I thought this idea was amazing. So when I got back in France after one year, uh, I decided to do an MBA in sustainable feed and food. And I deepened this topic about insects. And this is how I ended up at Insects uh, seven years ago when we were only a dozen of people there. And here I am today uh, at Insect. <laughs> Uh, with 260 <laughs> people around me. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Which is quite amazing. So what do you do for Insect?
2: So today, basically, I'm, I'm the Business Development Director. Mm-hmm. So what I do is I'm working to open new markets to the, diversify the, the, the company. So we opened the market a few years ago for many uh, various markets, such mm-hmm. as animal feed, human food and plant and soil fertilization and we are willing to extend our uh, knowledge to new uh, business. Um, for example, so far, we are working with um, fish, um, uh, aqua feed, uh, in trout and salmon, but we have other fishes to investigate, such as tuna, yellowtail, et cetera. So I'm working in close relationship with the R&D departments, with the regulation, With Mm -hmm. client of course and to see what i'm doing opening the business around the world for insects
1: well so um there's a lot to unpack um how let's start with one thing how does the process uh, of breeding and transforming insects into high value ingredients how does it work
2: yeah well basically it's it's uh it's very simple like people around the world used to breed insects since ages. But what is new with our process is the technology. So what we do is we breed the insect, the mealworm, with a fully automated process in a vertical farming. So that means we use a few land on the soil, mm-hmm. but we breed the insects in a vertical, so we save land on, on the soil. So we have a fully automated process. We use robotic, we use, uh, remote censoring we use big data etc mm-hmm. and what we do is we breed we feed this insect and then we transform into protein lipid fertilizer and other side products used for the three markets uh, i've been uh, talking about so the concept is very simple but what is new is really the use of robotic and and uh, automation yeah. yeah
1: which obviously it's that uh you know the traditional if you will with the innovation part that is uh, what makes this uh beautiful industry so what are the biggest hurdles you've, you've experienced so far as an industry I mean as a pioneer in insect protein
2: um actually I would say there are two two hurdles uh, that we have experienced so far um the first one has been the scaling up. So we we have a pilot factory in the Mm -hmm. east part of France in Dole, in uh, Rogogne, which is a very nice place for wine tasting, by the way. Mm -hmm. Um, So we got this pilot and we had a proof concept with this pilot factory. And then we need to scale up to produce much more to be part of the game in the feed industry and also food industry. And this scale-up has been very challenging for us. So we did it, Uh, it's done. But you know we started a total new um, farming system, yeah for some people, such as in the, I don't know in the in a fish farming or poultry farming, it took century to optimize everything mm-hmm. and what what we did is to launch a new way of farming with new sustainable and premium um, uh, animals such as the insect, and it took us only ten years, so we did a huge work to. Yeah to do that in only 10 years. So the scaling up has been one of the uh, most uh, biggest hurdles. And another one uh, I would say is also regulation. Mm -hmm. We are doing something very new. We are producing new protein, new lipids, uh, new fertilizer called FRAS, which is insect manure for fertilization. So as it is new, we we need to also help the politic to Mm -hmm. understand what we are doing and to adapt the regulation for that. This is exactly the work we have been doing with IPF. IPF is the international platform for uh, insects, for feed and food, of insect for feed and food. Uh, It is based in Brussels, And we have been gathering, so it has been funded by Insect, by the way, this association. And what we did with this association is we gathered all the insect producers in Europe in order to have one single speech and to have a consistent talk to the politic so yeah. that we make sure that they understand what we are doing and how we can help them to improve the regulation to to accompany them uh, in terms of regulation so to give you an, an example in 2017 uh, we got the green light from europe mm-hmm. to yes. use insect-based products for aqua feed. Before this day, it was forbidden to use insect-based product, which was kind of nonsense because in the nature, the trout or salmon with insects, uh, you know, you use the fly for, a fish, for fly fishing in uh, mm-hmm. mainly in Canada and in the US. Um, the same story for poultry. Um, it has been authorized since last year only with the work we have been doing with the IPF. And now it's authorized to use insect based products for poultry. But when you look at a chicken in the, in, the, in the field, what they look for are clearly worms or insects, not only um, corn, grain, or, um, or cereals. It's, they eat everything. So, so, regulation is also one of the biggest um, hurdles we have experienced. Yeah. We did a lot, and we will have new hurdles in terms of regulation, um, especially if we want to go on the human food application uh, in the US. Uh, or in other countries. in Europe, uh, for example, it's on. We will get the green lights in a few days or a few weeks. Uh, finger crossed uh, to go on the human food markets. So, yeah, this is uh, this is something
1: <laughs> which is amazing. And I think also a big hurdle in Europe is you know, you have EU regulations, but then you have mm-hmm. the individual countries as well. Different, you know, in the US Absolutely. where obviously yeah. you know one size fits all, and yeah. we've seen yeah. it. I mean, obviously, you're more than me, but we've seen it people that you know—been doing this for a long time. Mm-hmm. Every year, something improves.
2: Yes, so we have we have these hurdles, but it's also so it's it's also good hurdles because it's it's also a way to control that other um, uh, other insect producer or other any kind of new protein producers mm-hmm. are not doing bad stuff. You know, we need to to respect everything in terms of hygiene of process. This is, I mean, we are producing feed and food, so it's good that we have this hurdle. So we make sure we are not, we are we are doing the right thing, you know.
1: Absolutely, and I guess I'm. Uh, is there a has there been a big difference in terms of the regulatory approval between feed and food?
2: Um, yeah, it's it's not the same. Uh, yeah. Some are longer than the others, um, and some are more complicated. But um, we. We made it. Um, the main difference is more between countries, yeah. uh, between Europe and US, or between US and Southeast Asia. Uh, but in terms of application, it could be roughly the same. Mm-hmm.
1: And what is the market size of, uh, I guess, your different products, obviously?
2: Well, the, the global market is actually huge. Um, this is also why we are here today um, with uh, such amount of investments and the people around us. The market is um, around 25 billion US dollar and um, we have today, uh, um, uh, one billion US dollar market and we sign we already signed a lot of contracts. So it's a pre-contract. So we sign in advance because people are waiting for our um, farm to be here. Uh, which will be the case in a few months actually uh, the new commercial scale pharma. I mean. and we signed 160 million uh, us dollar already today so that means that we have also 800 million us dollar contract ongoing wow. so it's it's the market is huge there is a need uh there is a need of alternative protein but not only alternative but also healthy and sustainable ingredients um in the world yeah, yeah. so market is huge
1: both for feed and food of course
2: absolutely yeah
1: so yeah so let's talk about using insects as a source of protein what are the advantages both on the environment and both and also on the nutrition side and are there any health benefits uh, if you're eating insects
2: (laughs) yeah plenty actually (laughs) um this is exactly what we do actually for any new application any new product Uh, let's take example like protein for uh, for fish Uh, we do trials uh, and what we found out uh, on on the rainbow trout for example is that so we did trials at uh, lab in portugal Mm -hmm. and what we found out is that when we Mm -hmm. uh, when we use insect meal instead of fish meal which is today the main ingredient for um, for trout and other fishes when we replace this fish meal by insect meal, we improve the body weight gain of the trout by 30%, which is a lot. Wow! And we reduce the FCR. What is the FCR? It's the feed conversion ratio by 25%. What I mean by that is that I need less feed to grow even more the fish. So that means the digestibility is super high uh, yeah. for the rainbow trout. And we do also this kind of trials on the, on shrimp, for example, we have mm-hmm. we, we shown that we can reduce the mortality by 60% compared oh, to the fish meal. We do that as well on human. Uh, we did clinical trials, uh, mainly for sport people. Um, the two last one were about um, the cholesterol content. So what we uh-huh. did is in Geason University, we compared um, milk protein, uh, which was casein, and insect protein on the rat model. And what we found out is that we can reduce the cholesterol content in liver and plasma by 60 percent. So we have a huge opportunity there in health, with health claim. Um, same story in Maastricht University in Netherlands, we found out that compared, so we did this one by the way on, on human, it was a clinical trials, compared to milk protein, the digestibility was exactly the same and the muscle gain, the muscle synthesis was also the same as milk protein. So that means we have the same effect as an animal protein, but with the impact, the environmental impact of the plant protein, which is amazing. Wow. Um, And and we do that for any kind of application. We have been talking about animal feed and human food, but it's the same for plant and soil application. What we did is uh, we compared chemicals, fertilizer, uh, to our organic fertilizer coming from the insect and we show that we improve uh, the yield in crops such as wheat, uh, rapeseed, um, corn, but also on vineyards, which is kind of very important for us, in, especially in France. <laughs> um, also on on um, on um, on, uh, on uh, roses, on the vegetables. Uh, we did many trials in plant soil, and all the results were just amazing for us. So, and any kind of application, we show that. It is working, working well with healthy claims and sustainability claims.
1: Wow, definitely. I mean, there's a lot to unpack here. So, I mean, the the possibilities are immense. If you have to close your eyes and imagine, where do you see the insect protein vertical in 10 years? Well, um, (laughs) we,
2: We uh, I could answer by so many so many ways. Uh, we 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 want to to be a global company, so because we there is a global need in alternative protein. Yeah, uh, So in ten years, we should be in a dozen of countries in Europe um, in, UC, in in the US, in Canada, but also in Southeast Asia. So the strategy, um, to be clear, is for us to have 17 farms by 2030. So in less than 10 years, so in six, six years, yeah, mm-hmm. uh, we should have 17 farms uh, around, around the world. So I think it's, it's, it's going to be something very big around the world, but not only for insects, for any kind of alternative protein. And vertical farming is one solution to answer that need to produce 70% more of food for the ten billion people, people will be by twenty fifty with only five percent of uh, available land. Um, yeah. So I think vertical farming for insect, but also also for other alternative feed and food, will be will be clearly there there around the world. Yeah?
1: So let me ask you this: you are building, obviously, as you said, one of the most technological vertical farms in the world, and you're aiming, I read, for, for full. Carbon neutrality. Can you tell us a little bit how you intend
2: to do that? Yeah, sure. Uh, actually, it's, it's it's kind of amazing because we are more than carbon neutral. What we found that is we are is that we are negative uh, carbon. Wow. What I mean by that is so we did a study for the last five years with an independent company called Quantis uh, in in Europe, and we found that that we will be. Uh, negative uh, carbon what I what I mean by that is that, of course we will produce carbon I mean we are a farm we need electricity we we need a field to feed the insect so we will emit um, carbon for sure but thanks to our products the protein the lipid the fertilizer etc with this product we will avoid other non-sustainable production because we will Substitute these other conventional ingredients by our insect ingredients, such as fish meal, such as um, ammonium uh, nitrogen from poultry manure, such as uh, poultry fat for um, fish um, aqua feed, etc. So we will reduce the um, carbon emission. Plus, above that, with our fertilizer, extremely rich in organic matters, we will have the capacity to store into the soil, uh, the, the CO2 uh, uh, going up to 3,000 uh, ton per, per year. So when you do the all the calculation, that means that at the end, we are below 6,000 ton of, uh, minus 6,000 ton of carbon emission uh, on our farm we are building right now in, in France. So it's more than being neutral. It's below, uh, below zero at the end, yes.
1: Which is uh, kind of awesome. So you've been, as, you, as we discussed before, but also Insect is the first company in the world to have obtained marketing approval for uh, natural insect-based fertilizers. Mm-hmm. Um, I, and I, I think that is also very interesting in terms of building a circular economy. Can you expand a little bit on that?
2: Yeah, sure. Um, so actually, we, we have been working uh, for four years to prove the benefits of our uh, fertilizer called Infras. And with all the claims we had, we went to the regulation in France and we obtained this green light to sell our product to farmers, to um, vineyard producers, etc. And what is very interesting is that we can use the frass, this infras this insect manure to fertilize the crop. So. As you said, it, it's, it's clearly a circular economy. Uh, it's what is very interesting because we need this by-product, this side product from the crop to feed our insects. So then we grow the insect, we transform them into sustainable and premium ingredients. And one of those ingredients here, yeah, this fertilizer called Infras. And we can use this price to fertilize again the crop from which we will get the side product to feed our insight. And the loop is closed. So this is very interesting for us to. I mean, it's a very nice story. It's not only a story, it's a very sustainable way of producing our alternative ingredients. Um, so yeah, the press is very important for us. And it's this product is actually the first um, the first product in terms of volume uh, in our company. Uh, so it is very important for us to valorize for 100, uh, Thousand ton of insect, we get the same amount of in of fertilizer. So you imagine the these huge amounts we need to valorize to improve the quality of the soil and to fertilize the crop. So this is clearly uh, a circular economy, as you said.
1: Of course. So um I mean, obviously, I think for for people in general, right? I mean, you you talk to a farmer, and I think they're more. Uh, willing if you will to to use insects for fertilizers or for feed Uh, obviously the big the big uh, you know hurdle of human consumption of uh, you know especially for obviously you know Europeans you know different um, different story in Southeast Mm -hmm. Asia but um, in terms of product how do you think um, should be done, like for example, how should the media uh, talk about insect protein to gain rapid acceptance towards the average consumer? What could we do more? Um, what are you doing um, to to obviously shift, you know, that mm-hmm. little bump?
2: Well, I think it's a very interesting question because uh, the way media are talking about um, alternative protein and especially insects has changed along the last years mm-hmm. and i think in a good way i mean and i think it's 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 time to not uh, making fun of this insect protein it's not anymore you know a funny appetizer to to challenge your friends <laughs> when they come at home so you show the insect and just try to eat it it's it's going to be fun it's not it's not fun anymore it is something with strong claims, good for health, good for the environment that can answer a global need in, in, um, in sustainable ingredients and in local ingredients, which is also very um, important. So there is this switch. Um, it is important to not play with this yuck factor because mm-hmm. we are not only doing human food. Uh, human food is, will be only, by the way, 10% off for uh, turnover. At the end the biggest market uh, is still uh, animal feed and plant and soil fertilization so it is important to talk about everything not just trying to scare people and to to show that it's something weird that gross, grows but you know like two billion people around the world uh, are eating occasionally or even daily insects uh, yeah. in southeast asia in west africa in mexico so clearly this is this is. This is something quite new in Northern America or in Europe, but it's coming, it's coming seriously, uh, and it's not, it's not something gross or funny anymore. It's um, just a powder, it's just a new ingredient with strong claims that can, be, that can be mixed with other ingredients, such as for human food consumption, can be berry, nuts, uh, whatever, to make a bar or a shake for sport people and for animal feed, it is mixed with other uh, good ingredients to feed them. So this is something very getting very serious and you, we can see the switch of the media in a good way. So this is important to move forward to continue in this way, I think.
1: Yeah, and I think it's, this is true for a lot of different alternative ingredients, right? If we're talking about obviously uh, lab grown meat compared to mm-hmm. regular meat right it's really about um, making consumers understand that you know mm-hmm.
2: we are advancing
1: yep. other than insects as you said like Southeast Asia West Africa Mexico I mean a lot of countries eat insects just because yeah. we don't it
2: doesn't mean you Absolutely. know' <laughs> <we're> not wrong <laughs> <laughs> and, and to, 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 to confirm that uh, uh, what is very nice is that we, we did survey in in US and Europe and the results are quite astonishing actually. Uh, We did that mainly on sport people um, for example for for human food application and we found out that 60 percent of those sport people in Europe were ready to eat insects and when those people have tried insects we found out that 85 percent are willing to try again so that means the experience pays and, and, um, and they are not afraid of, and they have a good experience, I mean, of these insect-based products. So I think we are going in the good, in the good uh, direction. And for animal feed, the willingness of trying is even higher. Like yeah, we, 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 we did survey, um, uh, uh, consumer survey, uh, and asked people what they would think if the chicken they would eat, or the pork they would eat, or the fish they would eat were fed with insect-based ingredients. And 80% of these people are really willing to eat this uh, fish, chicken and pork fed by insect because they understand that in the nature that it uh, it provides good benefits in terms of health and it is good for the planet as well. So the willingness is much higher than what we think in all domain, in food, feed and plant and soil fertilization. I
1: mean, animals already do that just, I mean, I Absolutely. think every animal even not, you know, uh, animals that we use to eat, like my, mm-hmm. I have dogs. My dogs will, you know, scratch the ground, the earth, and they'll eat the worms. I Absolutely. think it's very, very normal.
2: Yeah, yeah. it's the same for the wildcats. In uh, we, we have a, there is a wildcat in Sri Lanka, and they, I mean, the insect is clearly part it's
1: of their, their of their diet. Yeah. Yeah. But going back to, to obviously, to athletes, I mean, with the study you did and the numbers you've shown, I mean, I would bet any athlete would jump on eating insects if they. <laughs> if yeah. were the results. It's like, are you kidding? Absolutely.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we, we had a lot of questions for, uh, for, uh, from uh, from a few famous athletes actually asking for a new protein. They want to improve the diet and they've heard about insect and they think it's it can be very uh, beneficial for, for them in terms of performance, but also in terms of uh, of uh, sustainability. And a lot of athletes are very concerned by sustainability. Actually. It's uh, quite amazing. Yeah.
1: So, also, you are a certified B Corp. So, how do you manage to balance purpose and profit?
2: Well, you know, when when we are in this uh, new uh, business producing sustainable and healthy feed and foods. Uh, I mean, it's not, it's not even negotiable. <laughs> you have to manage to balance purpose and profit, and here it's clearly uh, an example that it's possible. Mm-hmm. Uh, we can produce more, we can produce uh, better quality, which is um, uh, also even, I would say, even more important than quantity Mm -hmm. Um, we can produce locally uh, and with all the new technology we have it's possible to to manage uh, this uh, balance between purpose and profit and this is also why we got this uh, B Corp um, certification so the B Corp is clearly a very renowned certification and we are so glad to to get it Uh, it it is based on not only the environment uh, environmental impact but also the social um, In fact, um, uh, just to give you an example about the environmental impact we have, we also um, increased the salary of all the people by um, 10% uh, uh, above the minimum wages. We also uh, extended the um, the paid off paternity leave to 10 weeks. Um, so we got this uh, big certification with um, uh, a lot of points. Um, and um and this is only the beginning i mean we want to go further uh, this is also what we do uh, uh, with other programs such as terra 2040 which is yeah, another program us. too yeah um yeah <laughs> actually terra terra 2040 um it's it's how can i say that it's a, a project that aim to go above all the uh, good results we had in terms of uh, emission of carbon, et cetera. Um, the idea is to go further by significantly reduce the overall emission, uh, to go uh, further in terms of uh, reduction of the impact and our activity. So one of our impacts at INSEC, one of the biggest impacts is the use of cereal. We, we use the byproduct, not the cereal, because we don't want to compete with human food. We use the side byproduct of cereal. And we think it's a challenge that we need to work on. So what we did to respond to this challenge of the impact of, this, of the use of the side products from agriculture, we launched this program called TIRA2040, in partnership with Pure Project. So Pure Project is a a, a business company helping uh, other companies and communities to preserve and regenerate uh, the ecosystem on which they depend. Mm -hmm. So TIWA 2040 focuses on a triple challenge. Uh, The first one is the reduction of emission of agricultural processes. Then it's on the sequestration of carbon into the soil. And finally, it's on the improving of local biodiversity in the wheat and the rapeseed, which are the two main um, cereal from which we get the side products to feed our insects. So to, to, to translate this into a um, concrete action, uh, for example, we started last year to uh, plant Nearly 1,700 kilometers of hedges uh, in in Haut de France, which is the northern part of France. Uh, that means 1.8 million trees uh, in this uh, in this place, uh, which is actually the place where we are building actually the the uh, in farm, the commercial scale farm of our insects, and we are working in partnership for that with more than the southern farmers. In this uh, region of uh, of France, so last year we already planted uh, close to eight thousand trees, and uh, we need to continue this uh, work uh, to reach this one point eight million trees uh, very as soon as possible. Yeah. So, so what, what does that mean, by the way, to to plant uh, these trees? Uh, the idea is to improve the local biodiversity, uh, to reinforce the soil fertility, uh, thanks to the presence of. Um, of the roots from this uh, of this hedge, uh, providing structure and improving the biological activity to absorb carbon, again, etc. Uh, etc. Cetera, et cetera. So, yeah, this is basically Terra Twenty Forty. Um, I wish I could say much more on that, but the the one of the founder uh, actually is fully dedicated on this on this, uh, on this uh, program. Uh, his job is to work on the impact of insect of our company is okay. full time on this on this job so this is something we take very seriously uh, clearly yeah. yeah
1: clearly yeah no that's great um i mean obviously um you, you you told us before that um you know you aim to open up 17 new um you know industrial farms mm-hmm. um and that's, you know, sort of in terms of the expansion, what, how do you, you know, can you tell us about any new projects and sort of what's next in the near future for um,
0: well,
2: many, 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 things. many, many, things. There you go. <laughs> no, uh, no. If, I need to, if I need to summarize it, uh, in the near future, we want to uh, finish the building of, uh, in farm. Uh, so, in farm, the name of the farm we are building right now in the uh, Haut de France, in the northern part of France, an hour from Paris. So, this should be done in a few months by the end of 2022. Uh, we will be done with our building and we will be able to deliver all our clients waiting for us since years now to deliver the protein and the oil for animal feed. Uh, to deliver the fertilizer that our clients are waiting for. I mean, it's already on the market, I mean, because, but in a very a small scale today, uh, uh, we have products uh, in Norway, for example, for the fish farm, we have product in France, in Germany, in Spain for the fertilizer, but we need to scale up, which was one of the main challenge uh, we have been talking about at the beginning of this yeah. uh, discussion. Uh, so next step yeah. is clearly to, Finish this building of inform in a few months, and then uh, we want to extend that, as I said very very soon, and we will implement in the U.S., in Asia, and in other places such as Middle East, for example, where I was a few uh, a few weeks ago, uh, where I met you by the way, (laughs) and um, and uh, in Dubai, and uh, where the need in food autonomy is is huge. So they they clearly consider insect as one solution to help them to go in the way of this food autonomy uh, and vertical farming and insect protein is one answer uh, in, in Middle East. So clearly, so this is the two next step, finishing in farm and then going in in, in the US, Asia, Middle East and other part of the world to reach this 17 farm by the end of 2030.
1: Well, it seems you're right on track. <laughs> yes. <Yeah. laughs> It's very exciting i mean i i think as as we said before you know i i in the past ten years it's changed so much the you know the perception um the way we we discuss it um, although you know it, it's really to get the i think the more the mass consumer obviously we're all sold in uh, you yeah. know in new sustainable ingredients is uh it's really to me now, how do we get you know the most mm-hmm. people on board with whatever vertical you're you know you're into, as long as you're doing good for the planet, for the people, and not mm-hmm. just for profit. Uh, yes, that's that, my model. Absolutely, yeah, yeah.
2: There, there is um, a huge change in a good way, and you can see that more and more people are getting on board and get um, get the conscience of this uh, uh, need of alternative ingredients. So it's, it's very fascinating like to see that it's it's now and it's happening and we have like a lot of interest from investors, from consumers, from medias. We, we understand that the switch is now and it's so exciting for all of us, clearly. Well,
1: I can't uh, wish you enough luck. I wish you all the best. Um, if someone wants to know more um, or check your LinkedIn or get in touch with you, what should they do?
2: Well, uh, it's very easy to get in touch with uh, all of us. there are at Insect, so they can go through our website or they can contact me by LinkedIn with pleasure. I will answer any question. Uh, I'm very open to talk about this topic. I mean, I'm fascinated by this uh, topic. So I can talk for hours with anybody about uh, sustainability and about the needs. Uh, in terms of feed and food around the world uh, new technologies so yeah linkedin websites email whatever just talk to us
1: <laughs> it's it's uh it's always good uh to get in touch well it's been such a pleasure and uh hopefully i'll get to see you again soon
2: sure thank you so much Aaron. thank okay. you bye
0: Want to deep dive into food innovation? Subscribe to the Food Tech Junkies series. Tune in and listen to the industry's champion whose mission is to reinvent our future by collaborating and disrupting the status quo as a way to rebalance our planet and our daily lives. For more great content, visit our website at www.edibleplanetventures.com and follow us on social media on the Edible Planet Ventures channels.